don't focus on the question focus on the feeling it gives you when you know something is right I think it's very easy when you know something is right of course there's doubt a lot of the time but usually if you have to think so much about whether or not what you're going to do is right or wrong it's just better not to do it, right? Trying to find what's right for you, what makes you tick. I found a good process. I'm on a good uh, path. It's nice being on a good path. But then you realize that if I'm on a good path now, what does the like all of the path behind me what does that mean was I ever on the wrong path if eventually that led to the right path you know clearly I am where I am because of everything that happened if you've been listening to my my life for the past while you know there's a lot of mistakes that go down there's a lot of bad things that happen you know, sleeping on the floor I wouldn't say it's a bad thing but I think it's a nice thing to be able to say Slept on the floor, you motherfucker. Anyhow, I'm happy with the path that I'm on. I'm happy with where I'm at. So this is going to be a reflection. There's just a lot that's happened or has been on my mind in a way or another. And I don't want to have any structure to it. And I just want to fucking talk. I feel good, but weird. I was sick the first week of work. Now today is the day that I finished my first month. So I got paid. So that's pretty cool. And I had money and I talked to my boss and I booked a ticket to Jordan on the 20th of May till the 3rd of June so that my family and I can reunite. My mom and dad are by themselves in Amman. Both my sisters have had children four months apart one in June and one in November, a boy and a girl, both of them super adorable. Both of them, like my, my sister's daughter, Salma, she looks so much like my sister, I just want to fucking devour her, like she's so cute. And because I love my sister so much and she looks so much like my sister, it's just weird, you know, like how automatically I <laughs> love her so much. I haven't even seen her in person yet, you know, but that's how our brains work. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that, especially because you know my dad is old. My mom, my mom is old, but she has a lot of energy. Uh, my dad is like very old. His brother died last week. My uncle, basically, which w he he was born on the same day as my father. They both have the same birthday, 13th of May, and he died the the I think it was uh, not last week, the week beforehand. And I saw the messages and I was like, okay, cool, the guy's dead, I don't care much. You know, honestly, like he's one of the people in my life that I looked up to in the sense of I never want to be anything like this in my life. You know, he's that type of, that type of soul. And it's crazy how similar he looked to my dad and how he thought similarly to my dad, but they were just two years apart. My dad studied abroad, he didn't. Uh, my dad studied in the UK 
uh, he had his stories in the UK, um, being broken, eating a lot of cheese. So yeah, my, my uncle died and I didn't care much. But it gets you thinking, definitely. Like when someone close to you like that dies, you start thinking like, should I feel more? You start hearing their voice as if it was right next to you. you know, I haven't heard his voice in five years, but I heard his voice clear as crisp as, as so clearly. And, and at the end of the day, he did have a distinct voice. Like someone almost choking, but talking loud at the same time, but laughing too, like a walrus. I always looked at my uncle and thought like he had like some type of walrus spirit going on. A very gluttonous type of lifestyle. He never cared for his health, but at the same time, you know, my my family comes from a very poor region in, uh, in Palestine. They... They don't have internet. They don't have. They don't have. A, they don't have access to information like we do now. You know, so I can't blame him for not knowing that. Not knowing exactly how to take care of his health. But man, like, come on. You know, you have diabetes. You know what sugar is. You don't have to eat chocolate. You know, and then feel bad because your heart can't handle the amount of sugar you just fucking took. Speaking of sugar, my fucking workplace has sugar all the time. I want to fucking shoot myself. <laughs> We have candy and sweets in the office, like, always. Like, there's this desk in the middle of the room, and, like, everyone walks in. Almost every day, someone brings some type of candy to the office. I brought gum the other day, and I went and I gave everyone gum. And I was like, today is good birthday. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So he died, and I was like, okay, all right, he's dead, you know. Do I feel bad about not talking to him for almost five years do i feel bad about not feeling bad do i how are all of these questions make me feel making me feel making me feel like i want to miss him making me feel like i would have liked to have understood him more rather than just looking at him and labeling him as a failure in life because of the way that he lived let me give some background. My uncle got married to this woman. And from what I've seen from this woman, like she's not the worst, but her perspective is very limited and she can be very stubborn in ways of thinking that there's just sabotaging for her and people around her. You know, like how people would clean her kitchen. So my mom would help her clean her kitchen and she'd be pissed because, you know, she doesn't want someone touching how she cleans her kitchen. You know, weird shit like this, you know, but day to day, I started using lip balm. You know, putting it on your lips is like Vaseline, but it tastes like cherry. And it's like tube, I press it to my finger, put some out, and then on my lips. Honestly, it's a very nice, uh, having <laughs> moist lips isn't the worst thing. Not that my lips are ever really dry. Anyhow, she, uh, her... His wife was a bit cuckoo and he was unhealthy as fuck and he had diabetes and he, he had an extra piece of skin going out of his, his foot, like this tiny piece of skin. And this is where the story is like fucked up. His wife suggests to him, yo, how about we cut this piece off? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure. So they cut it off 
I don't know what happens, uh, leg gets infected, they cut it off. So the guy has one leg, has, uh, he had like this like motorcycle tuk-tuk something that he was always riding on in town, in Jerusalem, and everyone knew him. He was, he was a bright dude, but uh, when your intelligence goes in a, in a very, no direction, basically, <laughs> Like I used to remember like five years ago, I went to visit him because I was in Palestine Last I was in Palestine was five years ago Right before coming to Germany Right before, you know, getting cancer, right before everything And I went and I talked to him and all of that and he I sat next to him, he had this room in his house He smoked a lot He, I felt, you know, if anything I felt welcome around him He loved me, he really did and he wanted me to be around him and stuff, and he talked, but like uh, I don't really blame him now. He had nothing really to talk about, so he just kept on talking to me about, you know, hey Khalid, bro, did you start masturbating? Did you? <laughs> are you getting with chicks and stuff? Uh, and he made these types of jokes, and I, I was just like, to me, as much as you love me, somehow you're still a stranger, man. I don't know you, I don't see you a lot, and you're talking about this type of... I guess a part of me wanted to have a problem with what he was saying just because of how much I hated how he lived his life and how I didn't want anything to do with him, how his teeth were... how his how his how he was fat, or how his, his skin, his smell, his everything how he raised his children, how little attention you paid to your fucking life and the people that cared for you, and you were always so fucking selfish like you, this is what I hate about when someone dies and everyone suddenly forgets everything that this person did wrong and they start celebrating everything that they did right when there's not even anything that they did right they're just like celebrating them for the fact that they existed now sure, I'm, I'm down to respect the dead I'm down to be like, okay, this is someone we, are, we cared about at some point someone was family and now someone we care about we can't talk to them or see them anymore that's fucked up and sad but why does no one talk about the bad shit? Why does no one talk about, you know, this person hurt me in a certain way. This person, the fact that he lived his life. I don't agree with the way he lived his life. Don't we all see that? Can't we all acknowledge it for one second that we should never be like this guy? But, you know, we have a, I have a family group with my cousin, with my cousins, and everyone was saying, like, good things. And I wanted to say, like, like guys, like, as good as he was, he really didn't take care of himself, you know, like I found that, I found him very, very hard to respect as a person because of that. And I didn't write that because, you know, you don't gain any points by hitting everyone's ego like that, even though sometimes it's necessary. But I didn't mention that. Um, but hey, whatever. I called a few of my aunts, checked up on them. I'm going to start, you know, I have a lot of family that I can just call randomly and, and ch chat with. Which is always nice, you know, it doesn't cost you anything. And whenever I'm doing laundry or, you know, cleaning up the house or doing like this type of work that doesn't really need your brain but your body needs to move, I usually don't have the energy for it. When I'm talking to someone, just like chatting without any specific goal in mind, then I have the energy to do it, which is nice. So, yeah, didn't really feel too bad. I shouldn't feel bad about not feeling bad. It is what it is and things move on. But yeah, I'm glad to be doing this one today because there's a few things that like generally I want to talk about. Podcast-wise, I 
removed any trees off of like uh, I don't want people to know about this honestly <laughs> like if people get to enter it at some point and enjoy it then fine if I tell people about it that's fine but I don't want people from work or professionals coming in and saying oh this guy has a podcast let's listen to it and then they find out that he went to a sex club last week you know uh, <laughs> or like this or that is how, like just fuck it I want to be able to be really speak freely without these petty consequences that don't make sense and then move on stronger from there uh, about work I'm really happy to be to be at the company I said this more than once it seems like they're it's very random how I ended up there but the people I'm around are really good people genuine and, and easygoing especially my direct superior Philip like we're so alike he's like 31 I'm 23 but we're so 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 alike in so many things it's I find it funny you know from uh, philosophy of life and how easygoing he is and he actually sees me as someone intelligent you know which not a lot of people give me credit for I'd say throughout my life which is something that hurts and it's one of the reasons I have so many of my insecurities but it's just like this guy sees and appreciates the fact that I am that I am you know like even in our interview and I talked to him and told him about you know cold water and stuff and he, <laughs> he loved it um, I was doing a breathing exercise like all the meeting rooms and all the private places on our floor were taken so I wanted to do like just one round of Wim Hof just to like wake up a bit so I did it in, in the lobby where people can enter for example like no one entered but people could enter and I, I was aware of that so he walked past and he's like you know do what you do but if you see like an investor or whoever walk in the second they walk in you act like completely normal <laughs> like I told him of course naturally and he, he, he knew that I understood and I knew that he understood and it was, it was awesome, you know, like he gets it. So that was pretty cool, we're communicating a lot and we're uh, communicating with everything. Just one thing is that I, I shouldn't create stories in my head, I shouldn't... I need to own myself a lot more, own what I do a lot more, be less apologetic of, of the things that I do. So for example... The CEO invited us for a starter lunch, so he invited everyone who recently started in the company to lunch. So so we went, me and like five, six other people, we were seven people in total. And everyone ordered their dishes, I ordered mine before anyone, I was the first to order. And I was the first to finish my meal, and I was the first to order, first and only person to order dessert. And I was like, fuck it, you know, the owner of the company is inviting us out, I'm ordering dessert. <laughs> I'm ordering tiramisu, and I ordered it, and it came, and I ate it, and I offered like anyone wants some. It was awesome, but what pissed me off is that when I did order the dessert, the waiter, waiter didn't ask anyone else if they wanted dessert. So I felt like really shy uh, that I ordered dessert and no one else did, and I just like, I, like, felt like an absolute kid at that moment, and this is where I should have been like really an adult and just waited for my tiramisu and ate it and I shouldn't create problems where none exist but then I, I got up and I went to the waiter like very quickly hoping that the CEO won't see me because of how, how quick I am and I just told the waiter quick I'm like dude can you please ask the table if anyone else wants dessert you know this is a bit embarrassing he's like yeah yeah sure 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 and he comes and he like picks up plates and like stuff like that and he's like anyone else want dessert the CEO doesn't even hear him or maybe asks if he doesn't hear him and then he walks away like at this point like why the fuck go up and ask the waiter to fucking do something that a you can do and b you didn't need to do you know 
This is he's inviting you out. You're a valuable member of the company. Act like it, you know. And and of course with respect, of course with uh, poise. But <laughs> ordering ordering a tiramisu doesn't make you a criminal, you know. And I really liked it. It was a really really good good cake. <coughs> so aside from that, I've uh, cut out tobacco from my life mostly. Uh, I did take uh, like two puffs of a, of a joint with with uh, with tobacco. It was it was a hash joint at the King Tastish place because I was just like fuck it. I, I I'd like to be a bit high right now. Talking to people here is very weird. Uh, so there was this Tunisian dude, and I took two puffs off him. But um, generally, the past like eight weeks, uh, tobacco has has only entered my system this one time, and it was barely anything. And I feel very different, you know, I feel, especially with the routine, with waking up early, going uh, to work, trying to eat healthy, but then someone brings donuts to the fucking office and, ugh, my stomach, man, today, someone's last day and they brought donuts and I ate like four pieces and it was horrible quality donuts, disgusting, I feel like dying. Um, anyhow... <laughs> Uh, like I'm, I'm eating a lot better. I'm actually waking up early and I'm going to work. And I live like 20 minutes away from work, which is like super. You know, I take a bus and then I take a train. And on the way, I, I'm either listening to good music or listening to an audiobook. Now that I have a new phone, because the company is Everphone, they gave me a new phone. Um, it's pretty nice. I, I'm not. Uh, I haven't logged into or downloaded Audible yet, where I listen to audiobooks. But um, I'm gonna do that soon, and I have like this clencher, this thing that you hold in your in your hand, and you close your fist on it, and it strengthens your hand muscles and your forearm muscles because you're you're closing on it. And I have something that you put your fingers into. That's the opposite of the thing you close your arm into. This one you open your arm, so you have circles covering your each finger, and then they're all attached together like a web, and then you open it. And it's all, it's its like the rubber is like trying to push back on you, opening your hand as, as wide as possible. So you strengthen your muscles on the other side. It's fucking really cool. So I'm doing that like almost every day. And my arms are getting so much stronger with the fighting and all of that. Uh, one quick point before I continue on to fighting is that, you know, it's funny how I talked to this, uh, I talked about this with Johannes, I think is how god i love this dude i'll keep saying that um uh it's funny how i got the iphone 11 and because i could have gotten the iphone pro like paying maybe 10 extra euros a month because i could have gotten the better phone i was somewhat disappointed with the better phone that i have now it's better than the one that i that i'm using that i was using but it's not you know i upgrade it but the fact that I didn't upgrade as much as I could have upgraded didn't let me not be happy with the upgrade that I had, you know? <laughs> Just because I could have had more, I'm unhappy with the more that I already have. And I think that's a funny thing, like when I saw it in myself, I was like, what the fuck, you know? You already have so much more and you're pissed because you didn't have that, that extra extra thing more like this small thing that's almost insignificant another camera on a phone <laughs> so yeah uh, that was uh, funny to see and it's really nice how much I've been fighting 
my mom my mom sent me a message telling me how much she you know she's like Khaled I love you and everything and I care about you I know you really like this a lot but you know I don't want you to keep fighting you know like find like go to the gym you know do other stuff but like don't get hurt and it's like so adorable because like it's your mom and she cares about you and stuff uh, I took a picture of myself the other day and I looked at it and I was like fuck you know I look ugly as shit <laughs> I'm just smiling and I'm like it's just like 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 very wide smile uh, took a picture because I think my brother texted me something funny and then I then I was like you know what you think you're ugly fine send it to the family whatsapp group so I did that and I sent it and then like all I got was from my mom telling me Khalid you're such a handsome young man like I love you so much and you're so handsome look at that bright smile look at how how beautiful you are <laughs> you know all of these compliments throwing them and she's not just throwing them she actually believes it you know she sees me as, as a very beautiful person you know my mom really loves me and like whoever I get the chance to tell I tell them like yeah like my mom really really likes me <laughs> and I'm really happy that my mom likes me you know uh, I think it's nice to see people who contact their family a lot or that the people who talk to their family a lot um, I think it shows you know a type of solidarity and responsibility so then like after seeing all of my mom's compliments I look at the picture again and I didn't think that it's ugly anymore I thought that it was actually a nice picture so it's funny how like just our perception of ourselves in that moment can change and change how we see ourselves I think that's brilliant um, again, like I'm just trying to own myself more, trying to stay in the act a lot more than trying to articulate the act or laugh about the act, you know, because like sometimes with the awareness, uh, I don't know, like the awareness that I have, I'd be looking at a situation happening through my eyes and I'd be like, ha, the situation's happening. But then like that takes away from the situation actually being what it is. It's like sh shining light on something and then, you know, it's no longer there the act changes and articulating the act or being too aware of it in that sense isn't good but just being in it for what it is and letting yourself be in it that's something I'm trying to let myself do more and more often definitely and I hope I just get better and better at it uh, because eventually you know I just want to live an, a fulfilling life I want to be in a ring with someone fighting them for a title or whatever and I can't you know laugh then I can't not take that seriously then it's me against you and it's me against me, and it's you against you, and let's do this. And I'm going to scream my heart out when I beat you. <sighs> so the other day, I smoked, and I, I smoked from a bong. I got a bong the other day because I got my, my paycheck, and I was like super happy, and I'm not doing tobacco, so I was like, fuck it. I want to reward myself with a bong. So I got a bong, which is like more or less the, one of the cleaner ways you can smoke. And I smoked just one hit and then I went to the kitchen and I put some mango in the microwave So I'm eating a lot of mangoes with cocoa chips and I have this type of uh, it's called a coral uh, Coral something powder, which is a white powder that you drink with water just like one small teaspoon You drink it and it's full of calcium and magnesium So because I'm fighting and people are twisting my my joints and, and ligaments and whatnot uh, my bones need to get stronger, my bonds between my muscles and bones need to get stronger. So it's very important that I'm high on calcium and magnesium, because calcium is uh, more or less bone, and magnesium is uh, a lot of, I think, the movement of the muscles, I'm not so sure. 
But anyhow, like if you have a lot of cramps when you run or whatever, um, increasing your magnesium dose is, is a smart move, especially because more, more or less a lot of us are really low in magnesium. So I had the mangoes in, in the microwave and I started jumping, hopping on my feet as if I'm doing jump rope, um, as if I'm jumping on a jumping rope. But there was no jumping rope. There was just me hopping and breathing very deeply. And then all of a sudden I find myself in this trance-like state where I'm like as if I'm on, on the mat fighting, you know? Like I took a stance, right foot forward, left foot back, and I'm hopping. My hands forward covering my face. Always cover your head, always cover your head. And I was like breathing like that, and with every out breath, I was doing a move and jumping. And I did that for like maybe 20, 30 minutes where I was running in the kitchen back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and hopping and hopping and hopping. And I decided that actually something very important is that I'm going to create stories on my Instagram. Instagram is going to be where I post all the pictures of my life. So if you ever want to listen to or see what you're talking about what I'm talking about, you'll just go to my Instagram and you'll see, I still haven't done this, but I'm going to do it so that I have memoirs for my entire life where um, I want people to see the places that I've lived, the beds that I've slept in, be it the floor, be it in a mountain or be it in a camp, whatever. I want to see places that I've slept in. I want to see places that I've lived in. I want to see places that I've worked in and to have them always there for me to see and for everyone else to see so that's cool so i'm gonna do that with my houses too i want people to see my houses and how my my houses elevate and how my life transforms because i am not the static i i am the me that changes i am the transformation that's what i am and i appreciate the people in my life the most who see me for my transformation not just the weakness that i present in the present moment and that's what i love that's really it. So like for 30 minutes, I was <laughs> more or less like doing this heavy, heavy cardio shadow boxing. Um, and like a lot of time when I'm sitting on my desk at work or whatever, like what goes on through my head is fighting. I'm imagining someone in front of me and how I'm going to go about it. And like I'm moving in a way that I think my body would move. And I'm allowing the opponent to move in the best way possible against me too. It's not as if I'm kicking the guy's ass. No, the guy is countering. The guy is dodging. The guy is everything. So that's really cool. Um, and like practicing with your brain is essentially because it's, it's a mind and body type of sport. You know, it's, it's alignment. That's something I really love about it. But something I'm realizing more and more is how when I'm fighting, I'm putting in too much force. Now the goal is to have control of the situation, to come out unharmed and the victor. And to do that, you need a lot of awareness and you need to be able to strike at exactly the right moment with the right energy. Throwing energy like, like I, I used to or often did isn't smart, isn't intelligent and i i just want to get better at that so like i decided to take like a few days off of, of going to grappling class do more kickboxing so that my cardio and my system gets back in, in shape 
and then go back to grappling again. I'm really looking forward to like taking two weeks off of grappling, letting my, my joints and body heal and get stronger while I'm doing a lot of heavy cardio and boxing and, and kicking, improve my kicks and stuff and then go back. My brain is fresh into grappling again. It's not as if you forget anything or you get worse, you don't get worse. And I go again, but like with a different type of feeling towards it, I hope. But it's really nice, like no matter what I go through in my day, knowing that at 7 p.m. I'm going to go to this place and I'm going to fight for an hour and a half against people that are very, very respectful. That that will also teach me a lot of, of, of what they know. This is what's so nice about this. That everyone's always telling me so much more. Like there's people at this place that are just so fucking helpful. Mano, Tom, um, Klaus, Alex, a lot of... A lot of everyone. And, and I'm going to be learning a lot more. Like I'm really looking forward to it. I'm behind my house, walking in circles. There's people screaming for some reason. I don't get it. Um, anyhow. I'm going to get back into it again. No. Yeah. So, what's it called? I wonder what's actually going on. My neighbors have gone out for some reason, trying to ask if I'm a part of another group. Who the fuck cares if anyone's anything? Maybe they're looking for a certain type of place or party. I don't know. Uh, anyhow, fighting, calming down, being able to fight more deliberately understanding that, focusing on my writing. I didn't write this week. This is the first week in like 11 weeks where I don't write. I've been writing my dreams down, definitely. I've been writing tidbits every now and then of interesting things. But uh, I don't get why these people are loud. I'm gonna walk somewhere else. So I just felt like this, this one week, you know, like, or a few more weeks, I, I don't want to continue writing the way that I'm writing, you know? Just like I didn't want to continue doing, uh, like, less than 15-minute episodes or things like this after, like, doing 10 or 9 of them. I thought that was enough. And I, I can make uh, smaller episodes if I want to that are more attentive or more focused. But, uh, uh, like, I'm writing... But it's very scattered writing, it's not focused with a deliberate goal. The goal is to finish writing How the Smoke Dances. But I'm not going to be able to finish writing it, so I haven't really felt like I finished understanding intelligence. And that's the real truth. The online courses I still haven't uploaded yet, and uh, honestly, it's a part of me just thinking, like, there's really no reason to. I'm not going to market, like, probably if I do upload them, it's a very good thing. Might start generating more attention, I'd say. To, to the courses because they would benefit each other somehow but not really I'm just not happy with Udemy it's a very bad platform I'm very uh, unfriendly with its instructors but anyways this the book Understanding Intelligence just has to finish and before I do that I have to read a couple of more books and understand a few more things and 
and put them, put everything into its place one last time and just be done with it, you know, put it behind me, thinking, okay, this is done and this is something I'm proud of showing people. And this is probably going to take another five months and I'll see. I'm going to give it its time and as long as I finish how the smoke dances within the next four years, I'm satisfied. As long as it's done when it needs to be done, how it needs to be done, it's fine. Um, but yeah, my, it has to come out of my being, you know, it's a part of my karma, I'd say, that this is something that needs to come out of me the way that it needs to come out of me, you know, and I'm looking forward, looking forward to it one way or another. <sighs> Aside from that, I wanted to talk about a few, t a few television series or movies that I watched, like Elite, uh, Sex Education, and uh, The Man from Uncle. It was a spy movie, I really liked it, but I don't think I'm going to talk about them now. I ate ramen noodles today, it was really nice, while reading a book called The Way of Kings. What a fucking book. What a book. Like, I'd probably do a standalone episode on this one, one fucking book, honestly. Thousand-something pages, a masterpiece of a world being built and characters being themselves. <laughs> it is what it is. So, yeah. I feel more like myself. I just feel like I need to own to myself a lot more. Own what I do. Stop doubting. Stop trying to see things that aren't there make things be something that they're not seeing I'm a force and I, I'm exhibiting that in everything that I am just me being in the office or me being wherever I am my energy moving my energy affects other others energies it's I'm rippling I'm rippling I'm rippling and I will continue to ripple everything that I do will ripple forever this is what I am, and if that rippling dies in one moment and stops and becomes absolute peace and stops, then it is what it is. That's the point. No matter what I think I am, no matter what I think I can accomplish, no matter what I'll do in my life, no matter everything that I can ever be, I'm always, always, always going to be absolutely nothing at all. I can be the potential and I can be the end of it. I can be all of it. I can be none of it. And it's all absolutely fine. There is nothing realer than experience. And I just want to experience infinite oneness. I want to experience me, myself. I want to experience a moment that feels like it lasts a lifetime. And I'm building a character that I feel will shine in a world where no one has a lot of hope. I'm really hopeful only because I'm doing everything that I can. <sighs> Hopefully I grow into the person I think I can become. Even better maybe because who knows what the universe has planned for me, right? I just need to trust that. And it starts with breathing. <sighs>